A, B, C, easy as one, two, three. No, this isn't a podcast about the Jackson 5. Welcome to On the Road with me, Chuck Kramer, Mr. California Wine. I'm a native Los Angelino, living in London, selling cases of California wine for the Chilato family across Europe. This podcast is about California and its awesome wines. Each week, I will interview an expert in the business of wine, like this week's guest, who buys California wine for a chain of 200 wine warehouses across the UK, including a cracker of a Chardonnay she bought from me. Along the way, we'll have some fun and ultimately improve your boozing. ABC. No, this won't be a grammar lesson either. No way, dude. ABC, for those who drink wine, stands for anything but Chardonnay. And I have to tell you, this phrase absolutely kills me. Chardonnay is an awesome grape variety, which winemakers turn into delicious and enjoyable white wine. It's the ubiquitous grape. It's planted everywhere. It's a hardy grape variety that acclimates well with a variety of soils and climates. In California, there are over 110,000 acres planted to Chardonnay, and depending on the source, more than 500,000 acres globally. Why does the phrase ABC drive me mad? I don't want to offend anyone. However, I've poured Chardonnay wine at hundreds of tastings over the years and cannot tell you how many times someone has told me that they don't like Chardonnay. Any Chardonnay. Yet if you offered to pour that same person a Chablis or Burgundy, they'd say it was their favorite white wine in the world. Totally insane, dude, because it's all the same. What's so cool about Chardonnay and what I like about Chardonnay is its versatility. It's produced in many different styles. In France, specifically in Chablis, the wine is lean, steely, minerally. While only an hour and a half drive south and into the heart of Burgundy, Chardonnay's ancestral home, the wine style can literally be miles apart, where you'll find unctuous, full-bodied, fruity, smooth, drop-dead gorgeous whites, such as a Polini Montrachet or a fabulous Merceau. California produces a broad range of Chardonnay as well, from Sandy, which is lean and crispy, to Sanford's, which is elegant and sophisticated, to Hannah's, which is fruity and juicy, all the way up to Rumbauer's buttery style, which is called crack for the housewives in Danville. Tony Bartonetti, hope you and Katie are enjoying a bottle tonight. As you can see, Chardonnay comes in all different and unique styles, crafted from the hands of the winemaker in order to match and quench the consumer's taste. This On The Road episode is brought to you by TheBuyer.net, the voice of the premium on trade. Before we jump in with this week's guest, let's take a quick look at the Hannah Winery and their home ranch vineyard in the stunning Russian River Valley. This valley was originally settled by Russians in the 1830s. The Russian River is about 110 miles long and flows from the Redwood Valley in Mendocino, Northern California, and into the Pacific Ocean near the town of Jenner on the Sonoma Coast. The Russian River Valley boasts something like 13,900 acres of vineyards and is home to about 94 wineries. Chardonnay and Pinot Noir thrive in this AVA, which is shaped by the cooling fog and ocean breeze that roll in from the Pacific Ocean. Think of it as Mother Nature's mighty air conditioner that allows these two grape varieties to reach 
stellar height. Hanna Winery was founded by Dr. Elias Hanna and his daughter Christine in 1985, starting with 12 acres in the Russian River Valley. Today, the winery has 300 acres planted in both the Russian River and Alexander Valleys. When you find yourself in Sonoma on your next trip, Hannah's Tasting Room is located in downtown Santa Rosa. I urge you to stop in. And if you're spending the night, my favorite hotel is the H2 in nearby Healdsburg. Healdsburg is a charming town with a beautiful square loaded with wine bars and restaurants. And if you're looking to quench your thirst after a long day of wine tasting, I highly recommend two microbreweries, the Bear Republic Brewing Company, just south of the city of Santa Rosa, and the Russian River Brewery in downtown Santa Rosa. On that note, my guest this week buys from a boatload of countries for a large retail group in the UK, including my stunning Hannah Chardonnay from the Russian River Valley. So buckle up, here we go, on the road. This week's guest is a master of wine, one of an elite group of individuals who've reached the summit in the field of wine. These guys have to put in the hours and hard work in order to achieve this distinguished and hard-fought title. This week's guest buys California wine for a chain of almost 200 strong wine warehouses across the UK. In addition to buying California wine, she is responsible for Bordeaux, the Rhone, Alsace, regional France, New Zealand, Australia, Eastern Europe, and the Southern Med. Her plate, or should I say her glass, is full. You're on the road with Chuck Kramer, Mr. California Wine, and this week's guest is Beth Pierce, Master of Wine, Majestic Wines. Beth, thank you for being on the road with me this week. Great to see you, and congratulations on becoming an MW this year. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. Great news. So Beth, how long have you been in the role as California wine buyer for Majestic? And what's the biggest change you've seen in the California wine category these past couple of years? I did the job about two and a half years. Um, and we actually saw quite a lot of just kind of organic growth with customers just gravitating towards Californian wines. So we, we thought it was a great opportunity to extend the range. And I think, yeah, and, and that's just worked kind of hand in hand with that with that growth so we i think we've always been quite strong with fine wine in california um but now now we're seeing real traction with wines that are a little bit more accessible kind of 10 to 15 pounds so you find it easier to uh, buy california wine at an entry level not say say supermarket level but are you finding it a bit easier to pick for the category yes i think i think more and more Producers are thinking more about exports and are thinking about what they need to do to get into markets like the UK that are super competitive. Um, and yeah, like you say, we're not looking at real entry level Californian wine, just kind of the next step up from that. And um, yeah, it seems like there's more and more options. Wine sales at retail these past three months have soared. So, as a business, what percentage are you up overall compared to last year? It's difficult to keep up really because every week it seems to be different but it's been it's been really really strong retail's been been great like way beyond anything we thought would happen and we have an on-trade department and that's obviously really suffered like everyone else and we closed all the shops for a long time but actually demand was still massive 
online and also just the direct communication with the store guys. So people could call up and get their orders delivered by their local team. And I think that was really to our benefit that we were able to do that and kind of help people wine in stock at home um, when they were going to be staying at home a lot, a lot more. How long were the shops closed for? They only just reopened maybe three or four weeks ago. So like early July. But then online continued to sell, but demand was so high that the system crashed for a short period of time, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the the website really struggled. (laughs) And has this partnership with Deliveroo contributed to this increase in sales? Yeah, I don't know a lot about what what we've um, what we've managed to achieve with them, but I know I know that we're we're definitely one of their biggest partners when it comes to wine now. I guess given that we've got kind of nationwide store network, so that's really good. It's just another way of getting getting wine out to customers. And you purchase for a lot of countries. So in terms of all the countries you purchase for, you know, I know you have a you play a big role in in buying for France. There, how has California performed these past uh, three months during lockdown? Really good, yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen growth across all the categories, really. But US has been one of the one of the biggest um, for growth, which is is great to see because the wines are that bit more premium than than elsewhere. I was in uh, the Chiswick shop the other day. How has your definition range been received? Yeah, really good, really good. We, I mean, we really love that range because we think it's it just shows off such kind of classic wine styles. We know that the producers are really good, and yeah, customers can kind of really trust us on that on that range. What we have in California there is the Zinfandel, and that's that's really really good, made by Delicato. That's just such a classic kind of jammy Zinfandel. Um, customers seem to love it. How many producers are you working with? California yeah well for this own label for definitional labels yeah must be it must be about 20. Fantastic okay so your current range is 30 plus wine strong and growing the range from what I can see ranges from nine pounds up to 280 pounds for Dominus in in Napa what's the real sweet spot in store for California? It really depends on the store and the kind of customer base there because some some stores we can, you know, we can sell lots of, of the likes of Dominus and, and Ridge. But I guess the real sweet spot is kind of 10 to 15, uh, which we're, we're really proud of because obviously for the, for the whole country, for California, the, the average selling price is a lot less. It's more than twice the average selling point. Okay. All the, uh, the wines on shelf from California, what producer, which wine is your biggest seller for the category? It's usually a big Chardonnay, like a big oaky Chardonnay. Occasionally, a kind of Pinot from kind of Central Coast might might take top spot, but normally, normally it's Chardonnay. And does that yeah. Chardonnay fall into that ten to fifteen pound price point? Uh, yeah. Now, speaking of Chardonnays, for the second time, you've brought in our Hannah Chardonnay, which thank you very much for that. How many shops will carry the Hannah Chardonnay and, and what's the retail price? Yeah, so Hannah Chardonnay's pretty much in stock now. I think it's just getting sent out to the stores and it's going to retail at £25. Excuse me, how many pounds? £25. £25, pounds, okay. Yeah. Great price for that wine. And what do you find most appealing about the, uh, the Hannah Chardonnay? I think it really stands out as being a trade-up from the wines we were just talking about, those sweet spot wines that are kind of 10 to 15 pounds, you can kind of see 
everything goes up a gear. It's a kind of big wine, but it's really kind of elegant at the same time. Um, and I think that's a style that, that customers really like. If people are buying the 10 to 15 pounds, you know, kind of for for every weekend when they really want to treat themselves, the stuff like the Hannah Chardonnay is exactly, exactly what they're looking for. And I think it's a style, the way it's made. It's a wine that you can enjoy on its own and it's just going to go well with food across a broad range at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I believe you were in California early last year on a buying trip. So can you tell me where did you start? Where did you end up? And what was the one key highlight of your trip that was the most memorable? Uh, yeah, that was a massive trip. That was two weeks on the road. I think we did 1,500 miles, I think. So I started in LA, went to the Central Coast, so drove up the coast, went inland to the kind of really big wineries like in Modesto and all around there, up to Lodi, Napa, um, and then even flew up to Oregon and back then back to San Francisco. So that was a crazy trip, but really, really good. I think that's when you kind of really get your head around why everyone talks about all these different regions so distinctly because you realise they are all miles away from each other and are completely different. It's so a big really state. Good. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, I mean, I've driven up to 101 hundreds of times and you can, it's a beautiful drive, but just to get from LA to San Francisco in one shot, it's about seven hours. Yeah. Huge buying trip. What would you say was your most memorable experience over that two-week period? I think the thing that really stuck out to me was probably Paso Robles, actually, because I think I've kind of seen it on wine labels loads previously, and I've kind of learned, I've learned about it for, you know, the purpose of, a, an, of an exam. But actually traveling around there, I was really surprised about the, the landscape and the kind of the windy roads, the hills, the vineyards that have all this different exposure and how that kind of really drives quality in the in the wines and I think because that was like that was after a day of kind of just driving like really flat inland that really stuck out to me yeah that's when I kind of understood why those wines are so distinct. Passerola has got a great feel to it you have the uh, you have the square there tasting rooms restaurants and you get a real sense of I think old wild wild west cowboy territory in in Paso Robles it felt like a kind of a nice kind of small town, like very relaxed, you know, compared to being up in, in Napa, I guess, which is a bit more kind of glitzy. But then at the same time, because everyone's kind of, because lots of people are involved with wine and food, you just know there's like loads of great places to eat. I love Paso because if you're west of the 101 towards the coast, you have like Producers like Tablas Creek have like specialized in Rhone style varieties. And then you go east and it's more Bordeaux. So it's quite diverse. And it's a, I think it's an area I'd like to see more wines from in this country. Yeah. I mean, I think you get, you get some, you get that, that almost kind of cooler influence there that I think really suits the UK market. You get kind of a very, I don't know, there are, there are big kind of ripe wines, but they're also quite kind of fresh at the same time. Agree with that. Any one restaurant that stood out that you like to share? It doesn't have to be from Paso, just anywhere on that trip. Really keen to try out a few like burger places that people had recommended. Okay, so like, even you... like just like In and Out Burger and uh, Gots. Yes, yeah, so it's quite a busy trip for for that. And like um, taco trucks. The food is outrageous on those trucks, yeah. isn't it? 
yeah i think compared to the uk where if you drive if you drive a motorway and pull off uh, services you're just you're never going to get anything like that in california you nailed it in terms of burgers in and out big chain but fantastic burgers and then yeah gots up in napa that drive-through that roadside burger stand is awesome yeah what's next for california what's next on your to-do list for the category that your majestic customers can look forward to well, it'd be great to go there again at some point and try and find the next big thing. But it, yeah, we feel a bit trapped at the moment, not being able to go anywhere. We've got some quite cool wines coming in for the kind of second half of the year. We've got a Napa cab coming in uh, under our parcel series label, which is like a, it's another kind of own brand, but it's where kind of partner with really great wineries. They sell us wines that they want to kind of quietly uh, get off their books. So we normally get a really good deal. And we put our label on it and we don't we don't share who the producer is, but customers should be really reassured that they're always from really, really great wineries and they're wines that we get really, really excited about in the business. So that's coming in and that's gonna retail at just above fifteen pounds for a Napa cab. That's a real steal. Um, so can, I'm really excited for that to come in. And can you share the name of the label? What's the name of the brand? Yeah, so the brand is called Parcel Series. Parcel series, okay. Yeah quite catchy yeah i mean we've done that for a while so this 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 could be our kind of 40th 42nd or something wine in that range and they just come in and they go we'll sell it for a few months until it's all gone and then that's it and it's a bit of a kind of one-time opportunity all right so you're being quite innovative in terms of just offering your 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 majestic customer something different so they can go and see something different and get you know excited about the category all over again yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, depending on what's going on in the world, you know, we want to do what we can to kind of help out some of our suppliers if they if they do if they are a bit overstocked, but then also, you know, we want to pass on that great deal. Yeah, it's a cool brand. Fantastic project. Great. Well, listen, Beth, thank you for going on the road with me this week, but before you go, I'd like to pull over for a few final quick fire questions. I call this the bin and Q&A. So try and give me the first answer that pops into your head. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What winery or vineyard would you love to own? I think uh, I love California. I also love New Zealand and the kind of the landscape there. So I think pretty much any vineyard or winery there, I think I'd be I'd be quite happy. Okay, so producing a nice Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, something like that, or a pr- yeah, I think so. What celebrity, living or dead, would you invite to a dinner party? I always struggle with this kind of question. Anthony Bourdain, I'm a chef, very well travelled. Like the conversation would be good. He's obviously into was into food and wine and drinks in general. You know, it wouldn't be too stuffy. It'd be quite interesting conversation. Yeah, quite relaxed with yeah. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, okay. and you know, no one would go home early. Everyone would stay out all night. What's the most overrated wine you've tasted? Well, I thought there's something that like everyone raves about and that I just don't really get and I would never kind of choose to drink, which is um, port. Which is I don't port. know whether it's a UK thing. Everyone loves port, like port at the end of a meal or port with cheese. But I just find it's just very kind of sweet. The alcohol kind of hits me, you know, and it, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Maybe I've never had a really good port. Okay, fair enough. Money, no object. Has to be from California. What wine would you have for dinner or with dinner tonight? I love Syrah. And I think there's some obviously some amazing Syrah made in California. A friend had Ramey Syrah, 
and said it was just incredible next level kind of wine on that recommendation I had a quick look on online to try and get it and I just couldn't see where you would buy it from just doesn't seem to be readily available so I'm quite jealous that I've never had that when it got such rave reviews a Ramey Sarah. Well, top producer makes lovely Chardonnays, yeah. hands yeah, down. Yeah, Chardonnays, yeah. They're good. <laughs> if Ramey sellers are listening, you got to get a bottle of your Sarah to Beth. Well, listen, Beth, thank you for being on the road with me this week. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you. I want to thank Beth Pierce, Master of Wine, for being on the road with me this week. She's done a fantastic job building up the California wine category at Majestic with an offering of 30 plus wines and growing. Beth not only has some cracking Zinfandels from California in store, ranging from nine pounds to 22 pounds, she's also put Han on the shelf, a cracker of a Chardonnay from, you guessed it, the Russian River Valley in Sonoma. Beth bought a parcel of our Hannah Chardonnay 2018 for a limited yet enjoyable run. Thanks again, Beth. Now it's time for Wine of the Week. It's not going to take a psychic to guess my pick this episode. The Hannah Chardonnay 2018 is a mouth-watering and gorgeous white from the Home Ranch Vineyard in the beautiful Russian River Valley. Jeff Hinchliffe, winemaker, is the dude responsible for making this awesome quaffing, food-pairing, and award-winning wine. 88 wine spectator points and a whopping 91 points from James Suckling. This wine offers dazzling aromas a pair lemon, apricot jam, and hints of vanilla. It's really good. The Hannah Chardonnay is available in all Majestic stores and online. It's got a screw cap, so all that easier to crack open and enjoy with family and friends. This week's fun fact. Did you know that the Russian River takes its name from the Russian Ivan Kuskov, heavyweight champ of the Worldwide Wrestling Federation back in the 1980s? No, seriously, I'm just joking. All kidding aside, Ivan Kuskov was an employee of the Russian-American company who explored the river in the early 19th century and established the Fort Ross colony. The Russians back then called it the Slavyanka River, meaning the Slav River. Today, when the water level is high, it's a great way to spend a couple hours river rafting when you're up in Sonoma. It's been awesome having you on the road with me this week. I want to give a quick shout out to Al Martindale for leaving a five-star review for my interview with Matthew Jukes, which made Al reach into the rack for a bottle of dueling pistols. Way to go, Al. I'll be back next week on the road with Laura Roach, associate winemaker, Sanford Winery in the Santa Rita Hills. If we can't hop on a flight to the Golden State, I'll bring California to you. It would be so cool if you could continue to click that subscribe button and give a fantastic rating on iTunes. Until next time, on the road with me, Chuck Kramer, Mr. California Wine. Take it easy.